Hello and welcome to the Revelation Podcast. I hope the past three days that your life has been blessed and remember that if you are going through a trial that it will eventually end and those who are not in a trial will soon face a trial. And we should rejoice when we are not in a trial and pray for those who are in. And we should continue to pray while we're in trial. And we should be joyful to those who are not in trial. Well, we are continuing onward with Jesus in Exodus. We are in part 27. And we'll look at chapters 14, verses 13 and 14. What I like to call the spirit of power. And... I want to begin in Revelation chapter 2, verse 26. And with this verse, I will read from New King James Version. All right. And Jesus says, And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. In the future, God's children will have power over physical nations. That is a promise that we have from Him. Well, even though the end has not happened yet, we still have power in this world. And to see that, I want us to go to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. We are going to be in this passage for a while. And then we will continue to go backwards all the way to Exodus chapter 14 verses 13 through 14. And I want to see in the word that we have power in this world. The Holy Spirit has given us power. We, I want to see that power. I want us to see that power when we are looking at Acts chapter 27. This chapter is coming to the end of Acts. Acts chapter 28 is the last chapter in the book of Acts. And Paul is on a voyage. He is sailing for Rome. In Acts chapter 27, verses 9 through 25. And I will read a verse or a few verses, and then I will provide commentary so that we can see that we have power in this world. Now, when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the 
helmsman and the owner of the ship than by things spoken by Paul. I want to label Paul as the spiritual man and the centurion along with the helmsman and the owner of the ship as natural men. We have spiritual versus natural. In the spirit, Paul warns the natural man that the way they are going is dangerous. The natural men were warned. The centurion ignored Paul because they do not have the spirit. They were persuaded in their thoughts that is in the flesh. All right, I want to read verses 12 through 14. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter, the majority advised to set sail from them also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, opening toward the southwest and northwest and winter there. When the south wind blew softly, Supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, a tempestuous ahead went a rose called Duraclidon. So, we see the storm came and the natural man was warned by Paul. Alright, on verses 15 to 19. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, we secured the skiff with difficulty. When they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergrid the ship. And fearing lest they should run around on the citrus sands, they struck sail and so were driven. Because we were exceedingly tempted, tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. The spiritual man warned the natural man. The natural man ignored the spirit. So, they were caught in a storm and the storm destroyed their ship. Now we read verses 20 through 25. Now, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. But after long absence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you shall listen to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disastrous loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. Indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, 
Well, I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Paul was led by the Spirit. He tells the natural man to take courage and no life will be lost. In verse 23, we see God's protection for everyone on the ship. We see God's control, God's mercy. And later, we will see that all 276 persons were saved just as God promised. In verse 24, God tells Paul not to be afraid. We should not be afraid neither when we are in storms. In other words, when we are in trials in this world, we should not be afraid. Later on, while Paul was in prison, he told Timothy on how to overcome overcome the storm he was in. I read this verse in the last episode, and it's worth reading again. That's how good it is. But with this one, I'm going to read from the NIRV. Listen to what it said. God gave us the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit doesn't make us weak and fearful. Instead, the Spirit gives us power and love. He helps us control ourselves. Going back to the storm, I want to answer the question of how did Paul overcome the storm? Well, we know how he overcame the storm by what was written in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God gave us a spirit, number one. Paul was filled with the Spirit. Number two, the Spirit gives us power. Paul had the authority of Jesus, so do we. The Spirit loves us, and we should know that God loves us. The Spirit gives us a sound mind. Paul trusted the Word and he stood on the rock and not on sand as the other natural men did. Jesus that had authority over the storm says, whoever abides in him and his words are wise like the man that built his home on a rock. A man that builds his home on sand, in other words, world wisdom, is foolish. And the storms will knock it down. Now God's children can overcome the storm when they are, number one, filled with the Spirit. Number two, know they have the authority of Jesus. Number three, know they are loved by God. Know they have the Word they could trust that they could stand on in the rock in the storm. Now we are at Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 through 14. Look, at we see the Spirit of God in Moses that delivers him and the Israelites from the Egyptians. They can hold their peace because God fought for them. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, 
stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For Egyptians you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. God fought for the Israelites against the Egyptians. God protected the 276 men in the storm. We see God's power. We see God's power displayed through his children. We saw it through Moses. We saw it through Paul. And we saw it through his son. And Jesus promises that if you abide in me, whatever you ask in my name, it will be done. What God has given us is his authority. We have the power to overcome our fear. Well, I hope that you are blessed by this. And tomorrow we will end the week with Jesus and Exodus part 28. And we will look at chapter 14, 15 through 31. And this one is what I call God judges our enemies. May God bless you and keep onward with the word.